I'm Evan. I'm Ben. And I'm Cameron. And we are dads with cars and stereos and bikes. <laughs> I got some new rubber today. Got some new a new front tire for my motorcycle. Good Sick. Day. Yep. Nice. I was like, you got one new front tire for your Porsche. What are you doing, homie? <laughs> no, yeah, that's coming up, man. Yeah, I'd say six months. Like before the end of the summer, I'll probably be looking at a new, at least new set of rears. Sweet. I'll keep the front. The fronts are going to last a bit longer. Will you be getting the Michelin four S's again? I think so. Cool. I don't know. I might try the cups to, to cup twos for fun. Just one time. Yeah, do it. And uh, I don't really know. I, I got to admit that I can feel the heat, how many heat cycles that those tires have been through. Like, I feel like they're a little bit glossy. Yes. Mine they're, too. They're a bit greasy. Yep. And I don't mind that because of the way I drive. It's kind of fun. But at the same time, it's just not as uh, predictable as I would like. I, that's what I found when I drive before. That I, I, I felt like I had to scrub off like quite yeah. a lot. Well, your car had been sitting around for a while, too. That's right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I drive mine pretty regularly, but I find that with motorcycle tires, too. The heat cycling on them, some of them just don't react as well when you when you when you get towards this type of mileage, when you're about three quarters of the way through the tire. Yeah. It just gets, it gets sleepy and slippery. Oh, wake up, little tire. Oh, no grip. Oh, Oh, let's talk about that. Speaking of my dad. um, Gravy. He did tell me that he goes, look, he's, he's old and he's not feeling well and he's, he's been sick, unfortunately. But he said, look, when I'm not able to drive anymore, which, it might be coming sooner than I'd hoped, but unfortunately, we might be getting there. I want to sell my car right away. I don't want to keep it. I, Excellent condition. Well, that's the issue, right? Excellent. It's like it's there's going to be a reality check here. It's Is like, there? Well, I I started look at them on looking at them online, and in excellent condition, he can get you know, I don't know, forty fifty grand for the car. In the condition the car's in, I bet you he'd barely get thirty grand for the car. Oh wow! Really? Which only just—it just means he's got to get it perfect. He's got to drop, I'd say, four grand to get the front bumper fixed and the rear bumper fixed, and and the wheels. Take it to Kevin. Re- redone, but it's going to need some love, and he's not going to like that bit of news when I tell him. No, but it's a reality. You Bring cannot sell we'll, the car. We'll detail the shit out of it for him. It's it needs more than that. It needs yeah. love. Take it to Kevin. Get it detailing. Fine, I can handle that. Get but, it. Uh, what do you call it? Is it just paint? No, it the tabs on the front bumper and the rear bumper are cracked. It needs to be re- they need to be replaced oh, the and bumpers painted. Need to be replaced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not the whole bumper on the rear, just the bottom like spoiler part. But the front bumper definitely needs to be replaced. Crash champions, that bitch. Yeah, I mean, and look, anyone that looks at that car is going to go, "Whoa!" You know what I mean? It, it's it's Who's should, the old man driving a, this thing. Yeah, it's a nice car. I mean, it should be perfect. How many miles are on it? Not many. I'm not 100% sure. I think under 30. I hear it's, Ben's it's in like the market for a V8 powered GT car. <laughs> <laughs> I only drive V8s now. I know. That's yeah, a V8. Yeah, baby. <laughs> this car is an absolute beast. I mean, it sounds incredible. It's English. The one thing that's crazy is as soon as, soon as you press that start button, it gives it, it purposely just goes, Ring! Yeah, it doesn't just turn on. It like yeah. really revs at the. My beginning. neighbor down the street has has the uh, probably has the loudest car on the street. Is it that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is it the R model? I'm not sure if his is an R. I can't remember. Huh. But it is freaking loud. 
Well, anyway, go on. So he needs to get the bumpers done. Nothing. That, that's all I wanted to say, really. It's just, you know, the car's got to get fixed before it goes up for sale. Would you uh, take it? Your brother wants it. My brother wants it, but my dad doesn't want that. He wants, he'd <laughs> rather give the money to my mom, essentially. Yeah, but like, what if your brother was like, here, I'll buy it? Uh, yeah, that's a possibility. I don't think my brother would. It doesn't make sense. I mean, sometimes these things don't make sense. Yeah, we'll see. He does love the car, my brother. I, I don't love the car. I wouldn't take it. I mean, I would take it, but then I would sell it the next day. Sweet. It's not that kind of situation. I think he just wants to sell it. Okay. So we'll see. Well, yeah, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. I'm going to Cabo on my motorcycle next month, and today I bought insurance for six days in Mexico. Did that, that cost, cost more? Like than, did that cost more than, more than your trip? It didn't cost more than my trip, but it did cost more than the most expensive hotel we're staying at. What? <laughs> Seriously? We're staying at some chill hotels. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, I'm all right, surprised. you want to guess what the insurance? Co- no, here's the deal, though. What for insurance for, for what? For my motorcycle. Yeah. Which is a 2018 BMW, you know, 1200 GS. Um, so you can write down your own value for the bike. So okay. Like so if it, if it gets stolen. They will pay you this minus the five hundred dollar deductible. Right. Sweet. So I wrote down twenty grand. Okay. Because that's about what the bike is yeah, worth. Right. Seems Probably right. worth maybe two grand less than that. But with all the gear I have on it and the electronics I put on it, it's you know it's worth about twenty. So, to me. So I put down twenty six days. Uh, you want to guess what they want to charge me? It's it's not crazy. Twelve hundred bucks. No. Uh, one hundred ninety. Uh, one fifty. What? Not bad. That's insane. I felt good about that. That's great. I was just like, great. I actually called Karen because it was 50 bucks for liability only. And I was like, what do I do here? And she's like, definitely get the full coverage. Yeah. She's like, you will have such peace of mind. And on the last day of the trip, you drive the bike off the fucking cliff, (laughs) call it in, collect your check and go home. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That was her her advice. (laughs) Insurance fraud. (laughs) Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. That won't be happening because I actually love my bike, and the last thing I want to do is get rid of it. But yeah, pretty cool. And there's, there's a few companies, and they do it by the day, by the hour, like up to the hour when you cross the border and the hour that you leave. And Jesus. Yeah, it's pretty specific. Yeah. If you change it by the hour, it goes down a few bucks. You know, it's, it's pretty Didn't interesting. Did they ask you any good questions? Like, is the bike big enough to stuff uh, a drug lord in? Uh, no, none of those questions. <laughs> Could you take... 27 to 30 million kilos on your bike. <laughs> I did ask if I was going to have to show proof of insurance upon entering the country, and he said, definitely not. They're like, you need to show proof of sobriety yeah. on the way in, and on the way out, they're going to be like, let's uh, let's see how much coke you've done this yeah. week. <laughs> Any less than a pound of coke, you pay the full price. Yeah, that the pounds of coke are probably by the day as well. Yeah, do right. more than a pound How of coke. How many pounds of coke? <laughs> the insurance is on us. <laughs> and it's crazy because when you have to click on the pounds of coke thing, uh-huh. you know how like it shows all the numbers and yeah. you, know, you have to pop, you, yeah. you choose which one. It just scrolled and scrolled and scrolled. Sick. Like you could do like a thousand pounds of coke. Nice. And I was like, my bike couldn't even handle that. That's good. Yeah. So did chose it, a small. Did number. it give you a discount if it was like a lower grade or like? It didn't talk about They're like, if quality. You're cut, if you're cutting yeah. this with baby powder, yeah, yeah, <laughs> twice the price. Sweet, that's well, really cool. So when are you going? Uh, February seventeenth through the twenty fourth. Nice. Yeah, I trimmed it by one day, just because. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, a week, a week in Baja, 
It's going to be good. That's going to be good. Yeah, my brother's coming. He's going to rent a bike in LA, and I'm going to meet him there. Because there was a minute there when you didn't think that anybody was going to go with you. He changed his mind. Oh, great. And That's uh, good. He just got hired at a new job, which you guys would really appreciate. You know what the CHIPS Act is? Yeah. So so they're building a semiconductor. They're trying to get semiconductor fabrication back here in America. Oh, I see. CHIPS Act. CHIPS. Like like semiconductor chips. Like Silicon Chips. and Mr. Chips. Exactly. CHIPS. Um, I, I used to call my dog that because she would always like see bags of chips on the ground and she would sniff them and I'd be like, oh, chips. Oh, a different kind of chip. Yeah, I know. Why no chips? No chips. The bag's empty. Oh. Okay, so they're building so their fab. The, the director yeah. of this whole Chips Act progression organization, whatever, that's going to create these, these different factories, my brother is his chief of staff. Sick. Yeah, really cool job. That's cool. That is yeah. a cool job. And this guy's really cool, and they're both doing it for the first time. None of, neither of them are like experts in the field, but they're both going to like kill it. I'm sure. That's amazing. So yeah, really cool. I'm really proud of him. Do they need anybody that knows about user experience or some guy that can crunch <laughs> numbers and turn it into pretty Probably. pictures? Yeah. I don't think he'll get paid as much as you do now. I don't that care about that. Problem. Yeah. Now, if it's working for the government, I get a pension. Yeah. So they actually said, "Hey, you could start on you know such and such a date." And he's, and, like, and he's like, "I'm going to Baja." Meanwhile, like, he's been looking. Right, for, he's been cool. looking for work for a while, so it was a little awkward. Did he rent a bike? He rented a bike. Yeah, nice. Uh, which he's done. He did that for Alaska. Um, he's done that what two kind other of a bike times. Did he rent same bike as mine? Nice. Except it's the newer model, which is the 1250. It looks the same. It's the same bike. I feel like I should learn to ride a bike. You I should. Feel like, I feel like I want to learn to ride a bike as well. It's not hard at all. You know what you should do? You should take the MSF class. I've done it. Yeah. Well then, you already have your license. I don't. I don't. Want I have to the permit. I don't yeah. have my license. I, I, I don't react well to uh, like MSG. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> What's, what did you say? Does it give cool? you a headache? Motorcycle Safety Foundation. Oh, okay. MSF. It's a weekend course. It's like three hundred bucks or something, and you they, come out with the driver test done, but then you have to go take the written, and then you get your license. And it, do, yeah. Do you have to bring your own bike? No, nope. they give you a bike. They give you bikes. They're you do it right there in the parking lot. And oh, cool. You, You'd love it. It's fun. It's just a thing to do, you know, yeah. even if you didn't, even if you decide it's not for me, you know. I had a cruiser bike in that, and that felt like a mistake. I think a lot of them are. The, I think a lot of the them are. The exhaust pipes kept dragging on the ground. It was throwing me <laughs> off. See, that's how like, you know when you're it. dipping it, bro. Good job. <laughs> well, I mean, I might have been dipping it, but I it screwed me up, and yeah. I was just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I almost didn't pass the final exam because it kept doing it. I remember riding my motorcycle to the class oh nice because i was already riding and kind of i guess illegally you know i had a license but just not a motorcycle license but i'd already been riding for like a year and i was like oh i should probably go get my motorcycle license what what motorcycle did you bring i brought a (laughs) ninja uh, yamaha (laughs) what was it Uh, yzyf it's a 400 i just can't remember the name of it fc 400 or something like that f this 400 can't remember Sick. But yeah, it was a little 400 that I bought as my first bike. Great bike. Cool. Love, love that bike. $700. That was my first What happens if you motorcycle. showed up to one of those classes on like a Grom? Will they let you in? <laughs> I don't think so. What? Actually, you know what? Maybe. It, the Grom is just so small, though. It's just too easy. You, you know, you need to learn on something bigger. What if you show up I think on, they want uh, you to learn on 250 bike, or like bigger. What is it? Mission, whatever? Yeah, I don't think so. Hmm. They want you to do the clutch and, you know, figure out how to shift gears and I think that's yeah. That's what that's I want to learn how to do. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Do they teach you how to do that? Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's super easy, dude. I'm pretty 
I'm pretty confident you could teach me how to do that. Yeah, like, you wouldn't like even five minutes. You wouldn't hesitate. It'd be easy. <laughs> my bike, my bike would not be the best bike to learn on. It's but it's like super easy on your bike, right? It is super easy on my bike, yeah. but but nonetheless, it's just big and it's da- it's daunting. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. of how big it is. But but a smaller bike, it'd be a joke, dude. We'd have so much fun. We'd be so gay together. <laughs> <laughs> we'd all dress up totally like, random thing wait, to say we dress wait, up like fucking all, power rangers all you're thinking just, about is leather right now yeah. isn't it oh. yeah totally yeah. it's funny i think it i don't know if i remember wait, it to finish you. that sentence <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think of jeremy clarkson a little bit which kind of makes me think of you because it's a british guy and how he makes fun of motorcycle riders like yeah. d- dressing up in all their yeah, yeah, yeah. like a fucking power ranger and just <laughs> making fun of richard hammond and that whole thing and i'm kind of like you know, I don't look at it that way, of course, but for some reason, I feel like all British people kind of look at bikes like, oh, that's lame. <laughs> Obviously, it's not true, but I just think it's, it's a thing in my head. I don't, th- I don't think the thousands of cafe races in, in the UK yeah. think that. <laughs> no, no, not at all. For I me, I, I can't imagine. Louis, I mean, it, there was a post on Reddit recently where it said it, the guy had a GS like mine and yeah. he had a 997. Oh. And he's like, wife left or, you know, something like that. He's like, I have to sell one. What's it going to be? And, and and my response, which was one of the top responses, because I responded quickly, you know how Reddit works, uh, was... Evans read it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was just like, I could not live without a bike, so the answer is clear. Really? Yeah. And like, I love... Between the, what? A 997-911 or my GS, essentially. Was it just a regular old 911? Yeah. I mean, it was just yeah. like a I, I Carrera can, or whatever. Yeah. But nonetheless, I get rid of the nine nine seven as well. It was just like basically a nine nine six. I'm like, I love the Porsche, but I and I told, I said something along the lines of, I've got a nine nine one one. Of course, you said of that. Of course, I said that. I've got the I've one got, of one hundred, <laughs> and I've got a GS. <laughs> you're like, you're I like, did. You're like, and I've got. You a, all know me here. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I would, I would definitely sell the car before the bike. So, like, you'd sell your nine eleven before the bike. If I could only have the car or the bike, I would definitely sell the car. Okay, cool. Well, also because there's a lot of money in the car, <laughs> so that's kind of nice. But uh, no, I'd have to have a motorcycle in my life. You know, I couldn't. I could never give that up. I'd rather drive a, a shitty old car and still have my GS. Mm. That's if, cool. Yeah, if, if that's the way it had to go. Yeah. Luckily, I'll never have to face that kind of decision. I don't think. I can't imagine why I would have to face that kind of decision in my life. Speaking of Reddit and Evan. God, what? Did you like? You didn't spy on me, did you? Well, no. But I was going through old photos, and one was a screenshot that I took. It was right after you got your nine eleven, and you were posting about the one of one hundred on Reddit. (laughs) Dude, fuck you, bro. (laughs) Hang on, and I got on there, and I was like. Oh yeah, you said something. I was like, "Yawn here, bra." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Are you?" I've seen you around, right? Are you the guy who always parks out in front of the My Milkshake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I didn't know it was him. My handles, like, yeah. I mean, Ben, my my handles, Dusty Chinchilla nine eighty one GT four, and he couldn't figure out it was me. (laughs) Well, I had just, I was just kind of getting to know you at that point, well, a little bit, but yeah. and no, I, I did not think you were fucking Dusty Chinchilla. <laughs> Why would I ever think you were Dusty Chinchilla? I don't know. It's on a Porsche subreddit. Of course it's going to say GT4 on it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Dusty so that, Chinchilla. That what was, the fuck? 
that was captured in my photos because I I clearly <laughs> took a screenshot of that and sent you it to sent Ben. Yeah, like, sent it to Look me what too. I've done. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like such a douche. Uh, I am. Uh, I am. So I, funny. I, I could be a little douchey. Uh, it was it was a great post though. Yeah. By me. Yeah. I, I I've always been kind of <laughs> I guess like uh, like many you know trans transportation nerds. I I like I've always been fascinated by uh, about the idea of uh, riding a bike, motorcycle bike, but I I, I never have. Uh, I don't think I'd really want to ride a bike in town. Like I love it's the hard. I, I'd love it's the hard. idea of like cruising, you know, like down the coast or like you know, you know, through some of the back roads and stuff like that. But yeah. like getting there to that point would be uh, would not thrill me. I don't yeah, think. yeah. I mean, and that's generally what I do. I I get through town to get to my ride i don't i don't commute on the bike i don't ride i don't go for a ride and just cruise around the city no you know i I get out as quick as i can and i get to the hills or the coast and yeah but it is sketchy you you literally have to just be hyper defensive you have to pretend like everyone is trying to kill you and the goal is get home alive yeah now when you're in the hills you don't really think like that you're relaxed and you really are enjoying it but it it can be very and not all the time it's like that but it's definitely i'm so used to it i don't really think about it but it's stressful it can be. Yeah, the first bike I ever rode was a GSX-R1100. Oh, my God. Yeah, way too monster. much. It was a fucking monster. Holy shit. And it had, like, the the steering wheel with the fucking strut that holds it straight. Wow. Yeah, I was like, this is not fun. The steering wheel. You're an asshole. Sorry, the handlebars. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I, I rode that thing for about a mile and a half. I was like, nope. Yeah, I can't do this. And yeah, so then my intense. buddy gave me a Honda, whatever the 600 was at uh, the time. C- CBR 600. CBR 600. Which much is, more doable. Which is still insanely fast. Yeah. yeah. Insane. And then finally... Well, they're all insanely fast. That's one of my favorite things about it. My bike goes 0 to 60 in 2.9 seconds. Yeah. You know, and it's like a big adventure, comfortable bike. It's like they're so fast. Yeah. Then finally what I landed on... Was the Honda Elite 150? Nice. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like plastic. Yeah, uh, that's like a that's like a scooter. Yeah, it's a scooter. Yeah, yeah. And those are really fun. I rode that thing for two years around San Francisco, like you, completely illegally, and then I was getting a divorce, and I think to piss my ex-wife off, is like I'm taking the motorcycle course. She's like over my dead body. I'm like I'm doing it. Took the motorcycle course and day one in between day one and day two is my first date with anna nice and uh then i never and anna was fully supportive when i met her she's like you're gonna get a bike i was like i think so she's like what are you looking at i was like ducatis and she's like like the monster or are you going for something insane i was like this girl knows what bikes yeah. <laughs> she said that yeah and i was I like yeah that. i'm thinking like a monster like an old monster you know yeah. seven whatever 750 or 750 something, yeah. or 757 or whatever mm-hmm. and she's like yeah those are awesome that's great. I, I like, love that. And then I never I never did it. Yeah. I just couldn't I just couldn't get around to doing it. Yeah. Look, it's not for everybody. I get it. I grew up with friends that were always riding too and I got I got some of my closest friends back in college into bikes. They liked bikes, but they never owned bikes and then as soon as I kind of rolled in with one, they were like, "Oh, we got to ride with Evan." And at least that's the way I remember it. I'm sure they'll be like, "Whatever, I was riding before you," you know, but <laughs> But yeah, we had like a little crew, and having a little crew is is the best. I don't have that here. I ride alone most of the time, 
I'm fine with that, actually. But back then, we had our scooter phase, too. You know, like you're saying with your Elite. I mean, damn, those things are fun. Yeah. We, we all had scooters for a little while. No gears. You know, yeah. it's just stop, not go, a lot stop, of power, go. No, not a know. lot of power. But you could take them anywhere. Yeah. You know, at night, we'd all be riding on bicycle trails and shit like that. It's really fun. I mean, I think mine, that Elite 150 topped out at like 70 miles an hour. Yeah. Still, still enough to get yourself into trouble. Oh, yeah. And I ate it multiple times on that thing. And... You know, that was the point where I was like, I might not be cut out for this. Like, yeah, it's I might not, not for be everybody. Cut out for this. It's weird. It, it just doesn't click for some people. I don't know what it is. I think it's like your head points, like whatever direction you look is where the bike is going, yes. basically. Yes. And that's a really hard thing to learn. Yeah. That's one of the first things I kind of learned. And then I took some racing courses and stuff. And, you know, once you go to a racing school, you become a better rider, period, yeah. or a better driver, too. Same. And to me, it's yeah. all about the eyes. It's all about where you're looking. Yeah. And and not just, oh, that's where I want to go. But I, when I'm on my bike, I am staring at the exact patch of pavement I want to be at, like the exact part of the lane, not just, you know, it's not vague. It's very specific. When I'm going fast. When I'm yeah. going slow, you can get away with whatever. But when you're really booking it, yeah, it's all about focus and, and balls. That's one of the reason I'm not that good on the track is I just don't have the balls. Yeah. I've never had the ball. I mean, those guys have the biggest balls. <laughs> yeah, from a, crazy. From a driving perspective, like karting was much the same. Like, you, yeah, you're very focused on the exact point on the track where you're pointing the cart. Yeah, and you know, while your head isn't the thing that drives the direction of where you're going, it 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 is similar to the bike in that you are leaning in different ways and you are using the weight of your body to actually be part of the suspension in some yeah. way. And that, I, that took a long time to get used to as well. I mean, I think we all do that with our cars. When you're booking it in your Audi, your eyes are pinned to the road. If you take your eyes no off the way, man, I'm texting you <laughs> I'm texting Ben. But for me, like as, we take, as we've already established, we're paging each other. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm caressing the door. The 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 you're tickling your door handles. Yeah, back in the day, I was like caressing checking the, your oil the material door handle. I'm on the app checking to make sure I've got enough gas to get home. I'm doing it all of it. I, that's what yeah. I, I that's what I really enjoyed about our drive the, the other weekend was like. You know, driving to and from work, I still take a great deal of pleasure out of that, just getting in the car and driving to work every sure. every time I do that, or even just going to the store. But yes, to your point, that that like level of focus that is that is required and the reward you get yeah. from from like you know, getting everything just right uh in a corner. Yeah. You know? And uh, if you take your eyes off the road or get distracted for one second yeah, when you're on the you. limit, yeah, you're fucked. You. I'm not saying you're going to well, crash. Well, that's, that's like when uh, I was trying to think of the right, because I, I don't, honestly, I've posted on Instagram twice in my life and added music to it. Uh, and the first time was when I posted the pictures from our drive. And the piece of music I added was the Radiohead song, Everything in Its Right Place. Yeah. And that's what that feels like when yeah. you get it just right. It's like everything is in the right place. Yeah, it's got a, that song has the best intro. Oh my God. I don't know what synth they're using there or what that is, but <laughs> it sounds so good. I I had that moment on that drive. You did? Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, nice. it was when we were coming southbound on seventeen or northbound. We were coming back from Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, and Civic Nation was with us. Yeah. Yep. And, and, I, and a little dance. Evan and I were driving very conservatively, mainly because there was nowhere for either of us to go. Yeah. And Civic Nation decided that, you know, we just didn't know how to drive. Right. So he started to make a move, and I saw Evan in my rearview mirror making the move. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, I'm doing this. So, like, I just fucking punched it. Sorry that I punched it, like, right in front of you, but, like, yeah. I punched it. And Evan and I were literally, and it was like all the things were happening at once. So the camber of the road was going right and left, and we were going over a hill. So it was like, and we were passing. So you're you're moving right, you're moving left, you're going over something, and like the thing kind of did all of this at the same time, and it just was like, arr, 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 and we landed like right in the right spot yep. to have the open, and then we did it again, and yep. then no more civic nation and in that moment it was like i literally there was no thinking it was focus on the road like look where you're going and everything that we did including like the motion of the car just was like shift shift like forward you know accelerate and there was no thinking it was all just like by feel and it just it clicked you know and it's rare that you get that it's rare it's really rare that you get that that you're like I'm not thinking right now and everything is happening in the exact way in which I think it should happen. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a special moment there for sure. That was cool. Yeah. Especially cause that car had way too many stickers on it. <laughs> like I said, last podcast is a fucking novel written on that car. <laughs> chapter one on the left side, chapter two on the, on the back. There's so much chapter going on. Chapter three too. on the right side. Yeah. What the fuck dude? I appreciated the grill, the meshy grill. I just don't understand why people put so much shit on their car. Hey, like, hey, like, like, hey, <laughs> hey, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, Have you you're, seen you're, his 911? Yeah, you're, it's gone overboard. No, I don't know what not. your deal no, is, fuck dude. you. Fuck you. <laughs> you're going to end up, it's going to look like fucking, like a VW bus from back in the day, just covered in stickers. No, like, dude, it's going to look like Ken Block's car. God. No, I'm not sponsored. I just like putting little stickers from the places i've been yeah but you see i've avoided that on my new car like i'm not doing that on the new car good is it <laughs> don't judge me you do you. shit what i think exactly you you. exactly yeah. <laughs> i got my uh, i got my new like storage box that's gonna get covered in stickers i decided All right, it wasn't just the stickers the stickers on your car don't bother me i actually think they're cool this was like writing like here's what i'm into <laughs> Here's what I believe. <laughs> you need to know who I am right now as a random guy passing you on the street. Hi, Here's I'm my Dave, and I am, I'm a member of the Civic Nation. Okay. Right. Welcome, Dave. And so, <laughs> ridiculous. And just so we're clear, because, you know, obviously podcast and everybody wasn't there to visualize this. Legitimately, I'm not making fun of the Civic Nation, so please don't send the hate mail. No, we love civics. It literally said on the side civic nation yeah. oh it actually said that yes <laughs> like i'm very aware of the civic nation i just didn't know they made stickers because most of the time when people were saying civic nation they're making fun of people with the civics <laughs> <laughs> but i guess it's a thing that I'm, you can I'm, join i'm a fan of civics me too I, but I'm they pr- send you the camber plates and the sticker in the same package <laughs> <laughs> bags not included <laughs> I just, yeah, I just don't understand the need to share all your ideologies with everybody on your fucking vehicle. Have yeah. you seen the internet? Yeah. 
You're a Reddit guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I read Reddit way too much. We're 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 encouraging this. Yeah, it's true. God. Yeah. Uh, oh my God! I saw this. I did, like speaking of the internet, I I saw this thing on Instagram the other day that uh, I actually I laughed out loud. It was so funny. <laughs> I don't. I'll have to. I'll, I'll. I should go and figure out who the comedian is. I shouldn't be quoting a comedian if I can't remember who it is. But basically, they they were like. Can you imagine if, like, back in the day when people were taking photographs with film cameras, if they did the same thing that they do with pictures on Instagram today? <laughs> so, so can you imagine that you're, like, some, you know, you're talking to somebody and they say, hey, do you want to see some of my pictures? And you'd be like, yeah, sure. And then you go to their house and there's, like, 17 photo <laughs> albums, right? And they lay them all out on the table and they open open the photo album. They go, this is my face. And 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 this is my face. Oh, there's my cat. My cat. My cat. My face. My face. My face. And dessert. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They would think you were fucking insane. Yes. Man. People are insane. They would. Yeah. Madness. We've made publishing too easy. God. Yeah, I'm, I don't I'm know. glad I grew up when I did. Like, I feel like I'm not a digital native. You know what I mean? None of us are. No, no. Um, we're right on the cusp, kind of, of being super engaged in that kind of shit <laughs> and super detached from it. Which I think the, the funny thing again for our listeners, this the thing that we all resonated with when we were at Downtown Local is the Apple IIe running, yeah. running yep. the faux war games yep oh like, that's right yeah great yeah. change moment and the you know do you want to play a game do you moment. want to play a game yeah yep. they had a well what was it apple 2e apple is that what 2E. Yeah. so this old original apple computer and it just had this running loop loop on it of that, animation that was the exact text from war games yeah it's freaking sweet it's like written in logo or basic or something it was yeah. ask, ascii green like basic yeah it looks just green. like just like the movie yeah yeah I miss those days. I, that's really nostalgic as well because that was my like my, my first like uh, like our family's first home computer was an Apple II. Really? Same. Yeah, yeah we had cool. the Apple II Plus, forty eight k of screaming memory, which turned out was a lab computer from Apple that yeah, Apple, made, Apple made us give back. Yeah, I don't feel like we had one. I don't know if I ever fucking had. I feel like I had a Commodore sixty four, maybe. Yeah, that was maybe, the other maybe. good. I mean, you I know, it's really know funny. what I would have done with it, like. Anna grew up with the pet, which was the pre sixty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember so that. So she had the pet, and then the sixty four. Because I guess in England that was a big deal. Spectrum. Yeah, and the uh, Timex Sinclair. Yep, that 1, was the Spectrum. Oh wow. Yeah. So the the Spectrum ninety or whatever it was yeah. called. That was the Timex yeah. Sim- yeah. Sinclair. Yeah. Which I guess invented by the English, but then we co opted that and slapped the they, Timex. We, they licensed it or something. I think so. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. All I remember in my house was having an Intellivision. Oh damn! You guys are like highfalutin and a um and an Atari setup, which was pretty much the same thing. You had the twenty six hundred. I had the twenty six hundred. Yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah we did. We we never had twenty six hundred. Oh, we had a fifty two Activision. Oh, the, then that's what I had. Yeah, Activision. We like was that like decathlon and shit. And like the round yeah. thing with yeah, the yeah. little buttons that you could like switch out the card and yeah. Okay. Why would I? Why was I thinking oh, in television? What's that? I don't know. Is that is that in television was the Mattel thing that like. You know, Pitfall by Activision. Yeah, that's what I had. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Activision I remember having two consoles were uh, available on the twenty six hundred as well. Oh, okay. And then there was the thing that everybody wanted, which no, the ColecoVision. Oh yeah, I remember that. that. Coleco. Coleco. 
Yeah, I remember some. It was like the most advanced gaming system at the time, and it was like it worked for like a year, and then everybody's right. like, "Yeah." No. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had the Atari Fifty Two Hundred as well, which was the follow-on to the Twenty Six Hundred that nobody bought. They sold it for like eighteen months, and then it was like, mwah, mwah. I 20, think I, the Twenty Six Hundred that was the one. That yeah. was the one. Yeah, like, that, was that the went on one. for years. Yeah, little eight bit graphics and yeah, yeah. I felt good. Yeah, I, I really, I, had, I remember, I can remember like the little stack next to my little 13-inch crappy TV that I would like pick up and walk around the house with sometimes. Yeah. Because I wanted to play it in the living room or in my bedroom or whatever. But I never got into gaming after that really. No, me I, either. I barely, I, I had a Nintendo. Nope. But I only had it for a few months. I never, never really cared about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I had a Sega, like the first Sega, and even that I never played. Yeah. And then, uh I think the next gaming system we got was when I was a, an adult. I bought a Wii, and that oh, was okay. like that was the system that we probably used the most of any of the gaming systems I've had, other than the twenty six hundred. Yep. yep. So from the time I was sixteen, which is when I had my Nintendo, I think, and like I said, I only had it for a few months. I remember because I just never played it. I don't think I bought a gaming system until about, I guess I was thirty eight years old, and I bought a, what do you call it? Um, Wii, an X. Oh, the Xbox? Xbox, yeah. yeah. Bought an Xbox, and then now I have my PS4, which I've had for like eight years, or since the PS4 first came out. Yep. And I've never upgraded. And I'm, I'm happy. I like it. I, but get, I also never use it. I you really, gotta get really up to the PS5, brah. I do have a Steam Deck. Yeah, that's badass. Which I do use. I love that thing. We have Steam on the PC upstairs in the attic, and like all I download is old school stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I want to play Dragon's Lair, because there's no Laserdisc involved, and it's yep. like... Oh shit, it's here. I remember the stand up of Dragon's Lair when I was a kid and I was blown away by the idea of the actual cartoon yeah. being interactive and, yeah. and being able to manipulate that. it. Yeah. Which really looking back, it's just a series of little films they made and you just choose which <laughs> film you want to yeah. put but on the time. But the timing on the computer to drive the the laserdisc player, I mean that was brilliant. Laserdisc, holy shit. Yeah. That was uh that's how I passed uh computer science in college. We had a laser player, and we found, like, in our computer science teacher's collection of laser discs, he had the Dragon's Lair laser disc, and he's like, "What are you gonna do with that?" I was like, "I think we're gonna recreate the game. Like, if we can figure out the sequence of the, you know, the whatever." And he's all, "Oh, I have the sequence. I wrote it down." Wow! I was like, "Sick!" Yeah. So you know what we did? <laughs> we took the laser player and connected it to a Mac Two, Mac SE. 40. And you recorded the video? Nope. We used HyperCard with stacks <laughs> to drive the video player. Right. So like it had an output to the yeah. the LaserDisc player. And we just, you know, right arrow, left arrow, up arrow, down arrow, space bar. Like we programmed all those keys and like you hit one and it was like if you were on a particular HyperCard and you hit the left key, it would pick up the next card. If you hit the right key, it would pick up the other card that was like the right of that. And there was wrongs and rights, and right. you're just like wrong, and wrong <laughs> like took you to the death scene. And if you hit the right one on that particular card, the left key it was like okay, queue up card number whatever. You could play the game. Wow, that's how I passed the S. Wow, one no one. That's some in depth shit, dude. So uh, we're. I don't know if we're like the last generation, maybe not the actual last generation, but pretty close to like 
like living in a world pre-internet. I thought you were going to say we're the last generation to have stick shift cars. Well, that is well. how to drive we're, we're, them. Get, we're getting there. We're pretty close to that as well. Dude, yeah, can you imagine a world where somebody like comes to one of us and is like, so I'm thinking about buying a car and it's a stick shift. Would one of you guys go with me so that I, we could test drive it? Because <laughs> I don't drive stick. Yeah, that's definitely going to happen. That's going to happen, yeah. What did you say? 1.7% of people drive a stick shift? Or, oh, yeah. What, what was that, that? stat? 1.7% uppuptake on available stick shift cars new cars so of new all the cars, cars sold 1.7 percent were a stick shift yes gotcha. there was In another there was another stat there too wasn't there that was the porsche split on the 40 percent oh, right, right, yeah 40 percent of all new 911s come with a stick which is fascinating didn't you say that the new 9922 isn't even offering a stick shift at all that's the rumor is that if you get one of the hybrid ones they can't do it with a stick but they're all hybrid aren't they I don't know that for a okay. fact. By the way, I showed Ben a picture of the front of the 9922, which you said was kind of weird looking. It's fucking ugly. Oh, I didn't want to say that, so thanks. I'll put that on you. It, look, you're right. It's fucking horrible. It's atrocious. It's like when Infinity went to that weird, like, bottom feeder fish look it for looked, all their cars. It does not look good. It does not look and good. Maybe it won't be like that when they produce it. I don't know. But I think that, what the, you were seeing is the car that they're producing. Okay, well, the thing that struck me the most was that that fog light that comes out the side like a bug eye, kind of. Yeah, that's weird. What? Like, I thought it was a joke, literally. Who makes I a decision a like that and is like, yeah, this is good. Let's leave it like this. I don't know. I Especially don't know. considering what it looks like right now, which is awesome. Yeah. So it's just so bizarre. Jeff, to me. Jeff sent me that or the original article, and he's like, "Dude, I think you dodged a bullet." Yeah. Like, can you imagine if you were in the queue, and then it was like, "Yeah, you're getting the nine nine two two." It was like, "Yeah, no, I'm not." Yeah, you'd be like, "Looks like I'm buying a year old car." Yeah. Forget. Well, that. I think that the thing is, I, like, I wouldn't do it. You know, the good bad thing with the T is the T usually uh, commemorates the end of the production. And I think that's what's happening is like all the people that were getting in line for the T now, it's you're getting the end of the 992.1 basically. Right. I tried to get Brooks on that list because Fremont had allocation for two more like open allocation. Well, he can spend $170,000 to buy a pre spec one from Porsche Marin. That's that's got to be some serious spec though. It was like all the shit that you don't want on a nine point two or nine nine two point one T. It's like it's probably got to make you feel pretty good. I, I would ad- imagine, considering what you paid. Here's the adaptive lights and the Burmeister stereo, which I mean, okay. So there are two boxes I didn't check that I think I kind of regret not. Checking. Oh, you really? don't have adaptive lights? I don't have adaptive lights. You suck. I mean, they're <laughs> semi for all that driving in the dark. He's going to be doing. Yeah, right. Although I will say, I've used mine very few times, of course. Literally, I could probably count it on one hand, but it's pretty fucking cool, and it works very well. Is it completely necessary? Fuck no. I mean, my lights are, they're not, they don't follow the steering. I think yours do, yeah. Mine follow the steering, yeah. yeah. The, mine don't do that, but I mean, we had that on the Q5, and I was like, yeah, that's a fucking waste of time. Yeah. Probably makes sense on a Porsche, but didn't make sense on the Q5, so I didn't buy it. And like you, I'm not going to be performance driving at night. So. No, and also, look, I if I were you, you're, you're buying the car, you're checking the boxes, that money's coming out of your pocket. I don't know that I'd check it either. My car just happened to come with it. Yeah, I mean, I think... And I was happy it came with it, you know. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know what it had other than that. It didn't have the carbon buckets, which, you know, was a massive expenditure in the options list for me. Right. It was probably the single most expensive option. And what did you say about the radio? You said it had a... It had the Burmeister, which is a $5,000 radio. Right, which is not necessary. I mean, I think you're listening to the wrong thing. Although, when you are listening to music in the car... Like, I'm glad I checked the Bosch, or not the Bosch, Bose. the uh, Bose box. The Bose is plenty. Yeah. It sounds amazing. Seems fine. Yeah, it's fine. I, I struggle with, like, five grand on a car stereo. Yeah, that's, that's Same. ridiculous. Same. What's in your car? Is I mean, you're an audiophile. I mean, is it something that... Is yours the Bang Olufsen, or is it, it blow the... You away uh, it's Bang Olufsen, I think. Yeah. Oh, so that's quality shit, man. And are you impressed with it? Do you... Uh, I mean... That so sounds good. don't really care. Cool. I mean, it sounds fine. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you're going in your car to have an audio experience. No, I mean, yeah, no. I mean, it's got plenty of speakers, so there's like, uh, you know, all of the all the things. The previous owner did pick. Did he put a big sub in the trunk? So, that makes oh sense. yeah, yeah. Cool. Is it still there? Yeah. Where's that? It's actually underneath the parcel shelf. Oh, smart. Was it a? Uh, did he add that, or was that an Audi option? I think he added it. Huh. And did he put in an extra amp as well? Or does no, the sub, sub might have one built in? There's a there's a sub amp anyway. I think he re, there's like a sub speaker. I think he replaced it. I see. Is it a kicker? I was gonna say you got some 15s in the back of your <laughs> no, car or what, no, dude? No, Come no. on. Are you rocking rock, Rockford Fosgates in that bitch? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, give me the focals. Uh, I much prefer to spend money on a stereo in the house. So yeah, fair. I dig it. You know, when you guys were talking the other day, you and Kevin, I was thinking about chiming in and being like, I love my Sono system. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we, we... And I really do, but I'm not an audiophile. I can't pick out what he's talking about, or you. I, I really can't... I don't know. I don't know if I could but, really go But you're there. joking. We spent like, at least 10 minutes talking about Sonos. Yeah. Oh, did you? I yeah, didn't hear that. He's a fan. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's a, fan. a big fan. But he yeah. was talking about, I don't know what the number was, but some absurd number. I'm not saying he owns those, but he said something about like $20,000 speakers or... Yeah, forty thousand dollars speakers. Or yeah, something he was crazy. He, so he had he was talking about um, like the the planar speakers, which are like huge panels. Yeah, right? like it, the big ribbons or whatever. Yeah, I've heard of those. And they're like very thin. They don't have traditional drivers, right? Except right. the bass driver, right? No, you can get full panels, huh? Um, uh, and so it's a, a very different way of moving air in the room to recreate music, um, and it's it's typically like really. Um, it's a very different sound, right? So some people like it immediately and then they just fall in love with it. And then some people don't, they can't get their head around it. Um, so we were talking about that for a long time. And that's he would, that's when he was talking about, like he was getting in there with a the soldering iron to fix yeah, yeah. some of the ribbons. And it, he was saying at one point he had started auditioning like other loudspeakers. So he'd, he'd gone to look at some B&Ws. He'd gone to look at some other stuff. And yeah, he'd been auditioning loudspeakers that were like $20,000. Wow. Are the ones that he has, are they English-made or are they American-made? They're American. Huh. Yeah. So what did you guys say about Sonos? Uh, that for the what it costs and how, like what it is and how big it is, the, the sound qualities is actually really good. Yeah. 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 When I crank it in my house and I have people over that are not audiophiles, but they're like, where's that coming from and why does it sound so amazing? Yeah. And for me, it's perfect. I but, have... Uh, yeah, you, you got Sonos all over your house. Yeah, I mean, the speakers are great, but I have, you have the port or the one that allows you to connect it to yeah. your... Yeah. yeah. That thing's unreal. Oh, yeah. What are you talking about? It's got a DAC in it that, you know, allows you to basically stream music, like, to your stereo. 
It's a little box, basically. I see. So you don't have to. So you're using like the Sonos technology. So what I do, I'm using the Sonos technology to throw music files around the house. Gotcha. And and sometimes I throw them to the speakers, right, which are like outside here and underneath the couch in the backyard. And there's one little box over there that the music can come out of. But then there's like a little square box. It doesn't have a speaker in it. Um, and it just like receives the the music files and it and for me it outputs it as a digital signal that I then put into my digital download converter that goes into the stereo and the speakers in the living room. So when I'm listening to uh, digital source music, I'm listening to like the actual raw digital files from the server. I don't I don't even have a CD player plugged into it anymore because all the CDs have just been ripped and put yeah. onto the put it put on the computer's files. And so I'm just listening to those files get streamed over Sonos, but into the stereo. Nice. Instead of into a Sonos and out of the Sonos speaker, it's just going into the stereo. Gotcha. Yeah. And I'm one step less. Like I go straight, I use the digital audio converter in the box straight into the stereo. I don't have a separate DAC. Right. Because it was yeah. reasonable enough. And I do, I actually do the, I do it the opposite direction sometimes as well. So in the living room, I can play uh, vinyl, and you can. I take an output out of the preamp and put it into the Sonos, and then get the Sonos to transmit that to all the other speakers. Yeah, oh, that's cool. I have that too. Yeah, I like that. So we're like we're sitting out here in the backyard listening, listening to, vinyl. to vinyl. Yeah, <laughs> which is that. pretty amazing. Yeah, I was going to ask you though, Ben, with, and I know it's like dads. With audio gear. (laughs) Um, As we've already said, like the dads with cars thing is usually dads with stereos, dads with watches, dads with cameras, dads with... Mechanical, like old school analog shit. Is there any other amplifier that you would want to own other than the one that you have? And I mean, not the like, I'd spend a hundred grand on this, but like within range of like what you spent for that amp, is there another amp that you'd want to own? Several. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Over that amp. Um. Uh, well, I don't know. That would be uh, uh, an interesting exploration to go and listen to a, another amp or to like to, to compare it, right? Mm. Um. Uh, what's the? Um, try to remember the name. Why can't I remember the name? Because it's okay. I have editing software. Fucking old, and I can't remember anything. <laughs> so, audio research would be one. Yep. Yep. Uh, I you always, go, uh, Ferris Bueller. Yeah, um, is that what he had in his room? Yeah, yeah. Well, the 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 uh, bouncy the, the bit. equalizer. Oh, Thank the you. equalizer. Yeah, that was audio research. Nice. Um, That's funny. They you made know that. they they <laughs> like had a, the on the preamp side. They made this classic uh, hybrid. So they, it's like a it has like a valve stage and a transistor stage. So mm. It's like a hybrid mm-hmm. preamp. Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently, uh, uh, I haven't listened to many of them, and so I'd always, I'd always really wanted to have like one of those uh, preamps. They're really big, so they're like quite tall, like five inches tall. Um, so, like real estate is a factor with those things. You're going to take up a lot of space just with a preamp. Um, so, I always, I always really wanted to hear one of those, uh, like in in my system. Quite a lot of quite, quite a lot more color, I think, than than what I've got, got mm. which is you know very. Like, uh, kind of analytical, clean sounding. I owned a bunch of uh, like my dream gear. Like I had a uh, 
I had ad adcom stuff for a really long time because I was a firm believer that your uh, loudspeaker should be from the UK and your amplifier <laughs> should be from the United States for some reason. And the adcom stuff was indestructible and rationally clean, but I always wanted the uh, the Carver the Sunfire that you worked on. Oh me. yeah, that's a great amp. Yeah. Yeah, which I I don't think I'll ever sell, um, but I'm not currently using. I think I might. Use I remember it. Carver. I remember seeing that gear around in the '80s. It's all 90s. just really nice because it has like the the meters and yep. everything's like lit in the back. Oh, but I like that. Ben worked on his second company. I had a Sunfire, and it's a very innovative design. Like as amps go, yeah, it keeps the power at a constant. Um, and it kind of has like a bit of a reserve so that when music gets more loud, it, it kind of scales up for that, but it doesn't really draw much more power. Uh, Mark Levinson. Mark Levinson. Yeah. Mm. So when I was, when I was like. Often seen in Lexus, oddly enough. Yeah. And I think a lot of like, uh, like higher end stereo companies realized that there was a huge market that they could tap into by connecting with like the car manufacturers. Yeah. Cause they didn't have to do much. Yeah. When I was really like really super getting into uh stereo uh audio stuff, uh, you know, I was always fascinated by these kind of like super inefficient class A, like yeah. massive juggernaut kind of amps. Well, we kinda have that now. And that's what I that's what I have now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was always like Krell or Mark Levinson. Uh and so I'd I'd be fascinated to collect to do like a, a test between like what I've got now and a Mark Levinson and then what I got now and like an audio research preamp. So yeah, totally. I think when I grew up, we had, you know, the big stereo like everyone else had. I think it was SAE. Do you know that company? No. Clearly not very popular. I don't know. It was incredible looking though. I remember looking at it and just be like, God damn, I love this thing. <laughs> It sounded great to me. I was a kid. I don't know. I don't. My dad was definitely not an autophile, but we we always had like a cool stereo, and it was always SAE stuff. Huh. I think that's what it was called. That's cool. Anyway, yeah, black. That's all I remember. It was black. My dad was like super into stereo, and that's I'm sure that's where I got it all from. Yeah. Um, and when we moved from the UK to the US the first time, um, and we moved to McLean, Virginia. And I remember, like we we were in this house, which was a, like a rented house with no furniture in it, and we had no furniture, and we there was this gigantic house with like four bedrooms and a basement, you know, classic kind of Virginia house. And the first thing that my dad did was go out and buy a stereo. Nice. Like we arrived in the U.S. with basically nothing. Um, and that's literally the first thing that he did. Huh. So we were in this empty house. That probably sounded pretty cool with nothing in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was at the time his like his the thing he wanted to get was uh, uh, Bang and Olufsen. So he went mm. out and bought this gigantic Bang and Olufsen mm. thing with the record player and the whole deal. Nice. Yeah. My parents didn't give a shit about any of that. So I I think my love of stereo equipment actually stems from my love of listening to music. Right. And I was always in like the quest for better sounding audio gear, basically just for the love of the music. But what'd you play for me when I was over last week or whenever I was over there? You were listening to journey infinity, infinity. Yeah. (laughs) I knew it was journey, but I couldn't think of what album it was. Yeah. You dropped the needle on that and you're just like, I'm like, all right, I'll be back. And I come back, I come back and Evan's like, like eyes closed, 
sitting in the middle of the couch, just like head down. Well, it's <laughs> funny because I've probably heard that song a hundred times. And you will hear things that you've never heard yeah, in that room. Exactly. It is unreal. I was yeah. like really into it. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, yeah. I would probably change the channel if I heard that on the radio. <laughs> yeah. And then when I heard it then, I was like completely like sucked in. Yeah. You know? That room's pretty engaging. Yeah. It was awesome. Okay. So slight tangent. Yeah. But we're going to get straight back to stereo very quickly. Slight, ta- slight <laughs> no, tangent. You can take us off stereo. No. Slight tangent and project TV update. Ah, yes. <laughs> There's there's the TV. Yeah, I see it. Me. Oh, you still have it. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I'm saving it so that you can smash it up with your sledgehammer. Fuck yes. <laughs> oh, God. So I was not able to repair the TV. Okay. It, is, it is not a power supply issue. It is a uh, short circuit in the OLED panel, Oh, which isn't repairable. Okay, so That's it's just lame. trash at this point. So th- it is just e-waste at this point. Uh, so what are we going to do with it? It's going to be much smaller e-waste in a minute. Yeah. yeah. So, but it, so here's like my motivation was not just get a new tv my motivation was get a new tv that goes on the wall right which i like anyway yeah that's a good idea but i had a my my ulterior motive was if i can get the tv on the wall then i can move the record player to the middle of the room right so it's i've moved the tv off of the counter thing not free, not free literally in space. the middle of the room but right like, not in the center but not in the center on the wall <laughs> okay got it which has moved it further away from the speaker yeah right that's so good. uh so uh, cameron has experienced this when you're in the room with the record player and you you turn the volume up to like a reasonable volume you actually get this microphonic feedback which i could explain is a result of the fact that the phono preamp and the preamp and the power amp are all what are called DC coupled. So there is no filtering of any low frequency from the needle all the way to the speaker, which means that when you like move up and down in the room, right? And you're like, so if you just like bounce up and down on the room, you're probably moving the like the floorboards in the room at like five hertz, right? Which is way below anything you could hear way below anything that is reproducible but that whole signal chain will actually amplify that so when you bounce up and down you can see the speaker cone doing this in and out right (laughs) i've seen it and so uh when you move the record player like right next to where the speaker is it actually starts feeding back so if you have the volume up loud enough it just keeps doing this goes so i was like that's not good it's not a good that's not a good situation to have i love the how like silken the like the like the the bass frequencies are and they are like that because there is no filtration going on down in the sort of low near dc range but i can't do that to my speaker and the whole it'll just fuck the amp eventually yeah uh the speaker so, looks really weird when it's doing that yeah, it too. Does. <laughs> yeah exactly so now i've been able to move the record player so equidistant between the two speakers are oh, in, the, perfect. in the middle so that it's not near one of the speakers. Yeah, that helps. Uh, because the TV is now on the wall and the TV is on you the wall. You did get the wall, the yeah. TV mounted. Yeah, so the, the Good t- job. TV's mounted on the wall. The TV's out of the way. The TV had to get replaced. So like the whole, it all kind of yes. fell into place, right? I love it. Um, and <laughs> then what else did I do? I ordered some of these kind of funky looking spring things, which are like platter mounts, right? Which has gone underneath the record player, so that it's further isolated from the vibration in the room. That's good. And then I've got it st- sitting on uh, like a wooden shelf on top of the counter, on top of the, the credenza thing that the stereo is in. 
So it's even further isolated. Except, and this is what I'm all getting to, I actually sat and designed last night and then ordered through Tap Plastics a, a like a, a platter plinth that I'm going to put it on. Oh, good. Nice. Yeah, that's nice. Like a one-inch thick piece of like... Nice. Air, you know? Yeah. Black plastic. I've been trying to Very do that nice. with stone, but I've gotten lazy. Yeah, I, I couldn't... Yeah, tap plastic was easy, so yeah. I just did that. That's awesome. Good idea. What does that run you? Yeah. That was like 60 bucks. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then I, I didn't know that they did any of this stuff, but you can have it so that it's like nicely machined edges mm-hmm. instead of just like raw cut, saw yeah. cut. Yeah, yeah. And then they are uh, they're radiusing the corners. Yep. Nice. That is good. So... We have, a, looks, we have a light that goes through it so they can light up as well. <laughs> Maybe. You should do that. Is it translucent? No, it's black. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you could get it clear, I guess. Yeah, you can yeah. get it in whatever yeah. color resin they have. Sick. I love doing I love doing crap like that. I've been into tinkering with stuff lately too, but No No, I just need everybody to leave the house because then I can listen to music really loudly. Yes. Nobody's gonna care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or you need to move it out here. Or I can move it out here. Yeah. Yeah. I had to go to my house in San Francisco and deal with tenant things yesterday. And I had to go in the back where uh, one of the bathrooms is, which normally would be a bedroom. But I went into this room, you know, that's attached to the bathroom. And it was the guy's listening room. Oh, yeah? Oh, cool. And he probably had, I'm going to guess, about 3,000 records in there. Wow. Wow. Like the whole wall from end to end all the way to the ceiling records. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of weight. Yeah. But I mean, he's sitting on a cement slab. He doesn't care. You know, he's on the first floor, not the second floor. Yeah. But the stereo was like right in the middle, like isolated with all the records, which I was like, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But he had uh, just the record player and some, you know, combined like tuner and amplifier from the seventies. Oh, okay, cool. Like not a Marantz, but something of that. Like a Sansui or something. Or like an Akai, maybe. Yeah. Was yeah. it silver on the front? Yeah. Yeah. And wood. Yep. And warm lit glow. Yeah, it could be like a, a Technics made a bunch of those as well. Yeah, I don't think it was anything like that. I think I would have recognized that, but it was very analog yeah. in its look and just those two things. And it was like sweet <laughs> to the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of cool.